This episode is not sponsored, but we encourage you to help support the small businesses, charities and organisations that we mention. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Our Circle. I'm Rhiannon. And I'm Jess. And today we are joined by a special guest, a professional performer and co-creator of Produce, Maria New. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. For our listeners who do not know you and want to know more about you, please just tell us all about being a dancer. I mean, how long have you been a dancer and a performer for? How long has it like been a professional thing? Tell us everything. Yeah, so I, well, I've been dancing all my life, actually. I started when I was two. It was more like a hobby. Two? Uh, yeah. Well, mm. my mum and my nan were both dancers. So oh, I was brought okay. up with it. And, like, as soon as I could walk, basically, my mum was going, right, she's going to ballet. Like, that's it. <laughs> you can walk, you can twirl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it was just, you know, it was, I could walk, I could dance. Like, it was like, it just came natural. Um, and then... When I think it was when I was in sixth form, I sat there thinking, okay, right, what, what, what do I want to do? And I was thinking about courses I wanted to study, and I was like, I just can't imagine anything else except dance. Mm. And so that was it. And I was then like, right, I'm doing this. I've got to put all my effort into it if I'm going to make this choice. So mm. yeah, since then, that's I'm- quite daunting because it's so, like so very few kind of make it big so that must have been like a real it's like all or nothing isn't it going into that yeah and at the time as well I like I was very very passionate about dancing and acting at the same time Mm. um but the only courses that really did both of them were musical theater um Mm. and for me singing wasn't my forte like it was just wasn't I hadn't been brought up with it I hadn't really sang in front of people it was just a totally totally bizarre thing right so I really had to like I remember my mum sitting down with me and going right I think you're gonna have to go for musical theater and I was like oh oh my gosh like (laughs) I'm gonna have to learn to sing so yeah it was it was a really tricky time but I don't think you like when you're younger you think oh yeah yeah I'll do it it'll be it'll be a lot of fun but it yeah big decision there big decision I mean not to to age us horrifically but back then as well (laughs) I feel like I feel like dance was pretty much viewed as like you either had to go to the most elite place or that was it. You weren't becoming mm. a dancer. Like it, it wasn't, I feel like, I mean, we'll, I'm sure we'll get into it in this conversation, but there's so many variations of dance now, aren't there? In the sense of um, career wise, hobbies, things like that. But that wasn't really in our face. I think the only way I ever got to consume dance was obviously at the theater, like you said, like musical theater, things like that. Um, in movies like Step Up that was massive for us like all those sorts of dances and stuff because it was always um, linked with the music at the time as well or it's all of the the really big massive grand productions in on uh, what's it called Broadway or what was the West End, West End <laughs> yeah like you know what I mean like it, it, it's all of these really really big things and not so much you wouldn't always hear about the smaller stuff I don't even know if they existed they probably did but yeah it, it was a big thing. so I feel like back then that must have been really daunting to think mm. right I've either got to be elite or it's not happening well th- this is the thing and as well right it was there wasn't as many schools when I was applying right. um, and like there was a very few like schools that were like right I've got to get here like when I was little it was like London Studio Centre that was a really big school that I wanted to go to um and if you didn't get into there that was it 
that was it and I remember when I did my first round of auditions I didn't get well I got through I think a few first rounds because you have to do multiple rounds to get in Mm. um and then when I didn't get into them I remember being like well what do I do um and then I found this amazing college um called Reed College they're based in Reading and at the time they were really tiny and they did a foundation course and to this day they gave me the best training that I ever had like they you know when it's like the universe just put put this in front of you yeah and it was just the right timing like the people I met there the training I got from there was just incredible Mm. and it was at that time when I was like oh my goodness like I didn't get into these elite places and I was like "Uh, I'm I'm not gonna do it then I'm not gonna make Mm. it um so yeah it was it was very daunting and I'm when I look back I'm like oh my goodness did I did I really go through that (laughs) yeah and does I guess like you have to get a thick skin quite early on I imagine because you're going through all these auditions and things you kind of got to learn that you're going to be rejected at some point so did you have to learn that quite early on I so because I got rejected for the like the first round I feel like I learned about rejection quite early on whereas there was quite a few people when I eventually went to um musical theatre school that had been lucky enough to get in first time and so then when you got out and you graduated and went to the auditions getting then rejected from auditions was a lot harder for them right um whereas like for the likes of me I was like right okay then well there's another job coming up yeah you there's another job coming up I'm gonna I'm gonna go for another one whereas it it is you have to develop that thick skin and you can only do it through experience you can't Mm. just say right yeah "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know I'll be fine it's Mm. only when you get that like I didn't go to London Studio Centre in the end and I remember that being like really really hard but the school I went to was just as good Mm. and it's just kind of accepting that sometimes things happen for a reason mm, definitely mm. I've I heard um the other day I was listening to a podcast that has a, a professional dancer in it and she was saying that the sort of average time that a dancer gets in auditions is 10 seconds 10 seconds I was like mm. can you even do a move <laughs> like within that like how <laughs> how is that possible that they know straight away 10 seconds so I just think that that's insane pressure because I feel like with other jobs with an interview process you could be there for an hour yeah <laughs> it's not I know. a 10 second Oof. thing you know that's quite that is a really mm. cutthroat sort of industry yeah I remember I went to a Royal Caribbean audition and I had to be there so I had to be at Pineapple I think it, the doors open for nine o'clock but I got there at about half seven and we were right. all queuing up outside and um, then you had to go in and you had to get your registration form and there was thousands of us absolutely thousands and I got put in group like four or five and you just sat in a room until you were called you got taught this routine and I'm not joking I was in and out within 10 minutes but I didn't get seen until like three o'clock in the afternoon and they just look at you and sometimes they'll go oh so we've got a costume and she doesn't fit that costume so we can't have her like it's it, it isn't I don't think it's I, it's a tricky thing because um I think some in some parts of the industry it's got better with the looks right. and like the right. size and that but in some respects they don't have a lot of money they really mm. don't so if you don't fit the costume then you might not get it and right. it's not they're not turning around to you and saying like oh she's too skinny she's like this it's just they're like we can't afford to make a new costume right. and then it really think you think oh my goodness like the industry is it was struggling already and yeah. and mm. now as well 
gosh, it's um, <laughs> it's a toughie. Yeah. Um, I, I should, probably should have asked you this before. What type of dance is it that you actually like specialize in that you practice? Um, so ooh, quite a few actually. Since COVID, I've been teaching quite a lot, and I've been teaching um ballet, tap, modern, contemporary, and street dance. <laughs> What's <Yeah>. left? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, what? <laughs> so um I well I did ballet tap and modern since I was little so to do them it's quite easy street dance and um contemporary are something that I've definitely I feel like they're a bit maturer and like contemporary is definitely my forte like when I was in college contemporary was my favorite right is that like your favorite to consume as well to like to to watch people performing like that yeah it's a bit weird and so I like the weirdness of it. Like you can just like you can really just push the boundaries and like it. Mm. You like there's like I feel like when you go and watch a ballet, you're expecting quite quite pleasant. Like the storyline might be quite dramatic. Mm. Um, street dance, you can it can be quite aggressive and all that. Contemporary, it could just blur all the lines completely. Mm. I quite um, like how contemporaries mixing with other things as well. Yes. Like I don't know. Have you seen Ballet Black? no but it's on my list (laughs) i went i went to see it before um before the pandemic and everything and it it's incredible because they do one part without any music as well so i'm doing bass you're hearing their breathing and stuff but they're acting out so they're acting whilst doing ballet with no it's yeah it's incredible when they're able to blur the lines yeah one of my um third year pieces um i was in a contemporary piece and the the whole piece was just one long I wouldn't even say like it had like a beat to it but there wasn't really much to the music at all Mm. um and there was a group of us and you just kind of had to guess when you were all like going when what count you were on and like you really just have to embody each other and I think that's what makes it such a cool style because you don't just dance to like right one two three four i'm dancing because this person's moving i can feel their energy and i'm going with mm. them and like it's mm. oh it's a beautiful skill <laughs> <laughs> i think it's so amazing to watch and and i also think it's interesting like you're saying with counts how dance and one of my closest friends he's a dancer and um he when we've spoke about different things when i'm thinking from a music perspective and he's coming from a dance perspective and we're saying right now and i'm like no that's not when the beat is and he's like no but that's not when the count is i'm like what's the difference you said they're completely <laughs> different things and it's it's crazy that they're they're different two things that are so different in timing come together to make something amazing yeah oh yeah when i'm choreographing like there's sometimes as well like i'm choreographing to the counts and then all of a sudden i'm like but that lyric sounds really cool so we're going to jump and then the <laughs> like the kids are going to me so what count was that on i was like just go on the word love right just go and they're like right okay <laughs> <laughs> so do you do, is it kids that you teach at the moment yeah um so since uh covid kicked in i've been teaching a lot more um i think the youngest i teach is three up to about 15 oh. 16 so, and that's yeah. over zoom yeah how do you teach three-year-olds over zoom <laughs> it takes it it's a lot of like games so you kind of have like it's not telling them like it's a dance lesson you're kind of going oh right okay let's play this game and then you're Mm. not tricking them but like (laughs) they're kind of learning while playing at the same time right um i wanted to ask because obviously we know that dance is a hard industry to break into based on just the audition process but is it a hard career to maintain as well like is there a shelf life because some of my most uh, favorite dancers 
are still performing in their 50s but then you hear about other people and it's like no they're, they're saying that they're tapping out before 30 because of certain things and it's based on the style of dance I guess but do you feel like there's a shelf life um I think there is and there isn't and I think like it depends on what you want from life like the dancer's life can be very um what's the word I'm looking for like temperamental not very like oh you're gonna buy a house like you don't get a lot of stability in it so I think if you're prepared to have that instability for a long time like you might not have a job Mm. for like six months maybe a year and if you can fund yourself or like find somewhere that that can fund yourself and just keep going, then yeah, I, I think you can carry on for a long time. But a lot of people, they do tap out probably around 30 and it's normally because they want kids or they right. just, they want to settle down and like getting like, getting a mortgage and like adult mm. things like that really um <laughs> the dance is almost like a young person's thing you would say almost I kind of I kind of don't want to say that no, I, I really yeah, don't yeah, yeah. but like yes on average kind, yeah on average it is but I feel like if I was to go into it older I might be able to get more jobs like I've had this discussion with my dad recently um so my dad has decided that he wanted to be an extra in a few few things and he's managed to get quite a few extra jobs <laughs> oh, um, like nice. on films and tv shows and it's yeah. because there's not very many people his age going for it right so there's kind of a demand for older actors dancers and all that because like there is stuff that need that age mm-hmm. um but by the time you get there like people as soon as they make that decision they're like okay yeah i'm gonna put my dancing to bed that they're, they're like <laughs> I don't want to go back. <laughs> right. <laughs> I suppose because it's such a grueling um, process for a lot of people. I mean, as amazing and incredible as it is to see the end product, the the training is brutal for so many of them. I, I don't think I know of one type of dance where they have it easy, you know, with the, mm. with the training, I don't think. Yeah. And like when you're like the first week I was in college, they were, um, I remember my ballet class, she was like, right, you're not wearing ballet shoes, we're going to wear shorts, a leotard, and we're going back to basics. And I was like, right, okay then. <laughs> and I've been I've been studying ballet since I was two, so I was like, I know the basics, like, what is this going on about? And we had, we learned everything, like, from scratch, like, mm. from scratch. And I remember it just be, coming home being like, oh my goodness. Like, and you, you'd learn so much, don't get me wrong, but you're like, Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for the three years now. Like, I've got- <laughs> <laughs> so did you end up doing a musical theatre? Yeah, okay. I was. Um, I was really lucky. So I went to um, Reed Dance and Theatre College and did a foundation course in musical theatre. Right. So I did that for a year. And after I came out, I then got a place at Millennium, which is over uh, near Greenwich. And they do a musical theatre course over there. Yeah, so I studied there for three years after that. So you had to do the singing in the end? Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Is is Millennium a chain then? Because I think of Millennium in LA. You know, the one... I don't think so. I don't think so. another one. It might just be related. Okay. (laughs) Well, that then. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to ask, because obviously from the pandemic, 
we're looking at our phones and during this time TikTok has been something that has literally skyrocketed and Mm -hmm. one of the things that it's most popular for at least that most of us know have seen is dance dance is huge on TikTok it's made songs big as well that there's so many different um, TikTok dances and dancers I wanted to know what your thoughts are on that versus trained dancers and dancers like what do you think of it all I mean, overall, I think TikTok's been absolutely awesome for dance because kids just want to dance now. Mm. And, like, it's really brought a fun element to it. So, like, Mm. I've got kids that know dances and, like, there's just... Like I say to them, like, right, you teach me that TikTok dance and then, like, I'll teach you something else. Like, And it's something that you can really relate with people. And I think it's given, especially the younger generation, something to do and something that's more proactive than just sitting and playing a video game. Mm. I think... um, also it's given dancers like professional dancers a platform to show what they can do um like there's i know quite a few of my professional friends that have been quite successful on tiktok during this pandemic because they are able to learn these dances to show them off and they're good at it yeah they are good at it obviously they're going to be people that are get famous that haven't had the training which I guess it's I wanted to know what you thought of that more. Yeah. So I've, I've seen. I, do you follow Anthony Lee? He's a he's the creator of the Kinjas. Um, no, no, no. Okay, I don't. so he he's a trained street dancer, I guess you call. Mm-hmm. And he was talking on a on a show the other day, talking about TikTok dancers and stuff, and dancers who, you know, aren't getting jobs at the moment, trained ones, but people who, I don't want to necessarily name drop, but Addison Ray. Yeah how she's getting on like the late night show with or is it late night you, tonight yeah, show I know, yeah Jimmy Fallon, like showing off dancing and stuff and it's like okay so you're doing this stuff like, yeah <laughs> and it's like mm, okay and I mean don't get me wrong I'm sure you know she's she's doing everything right she's the one making millions right now mm-hmm. she's, she's got it going for her but I do sort of think out of all of the other performers that and professional dancers that I follow, I'm like, oh, I would like if they got that sort of credit. Yeah, but see, the thing is, this is it isn't this has been happening for years, and like TikTok has kind of brought it up a bit more in your face. So over the last couple of years, more and more celebrities have been um, cast as the like main role in musicals, and it's because right. um, celebrities get get bums on seats basically yeah and unfortunately i think well I'm, I'm hoping the pandemic's actually helped in this situation but a lot of people wouldn't know a theater performer if they like by name years right. and years ago like theater performers like they'd have singles out like and they'd be quite well known mm-hmm. and like for some reason it that kind of dipped and then that's when they brought celebrities into the main roles and then when celebrities come into the main roles, the people that have trained to be the leads are then the chorus, and then the people that are supposed to be the chorus are then not with the mm. job. So I'm, I've am i kind of been experiencing it already. So mm. for TikTok to come out and kind of go like, wow, this is happening, like in people's faces, I'm being like, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so yes, it's, okay. it's yeah. It's, it's, it's frustrating. It's, yeah, it's bittersweet. It really yeah. is because like there are people out there that are very talented and can do great things on TikTok. Mm. And then there are people like that are young and still got their whole life ahead of them and can mm. do training and all that and be amazing and 
they're making millions yeah yeah I, I'm mm. just really really hopeful that like you said because it's had so much positive um coverage and everything like that I'm really hopeful that when the pandemic is over and more opportunities within the arts come about that these people are recognized or scouted through TikTok or something and yeah. they get their chance and I mean like you said with auditions they'll be able to tell who can and can't do it. Like I suppose 100%. You know, that you can, the difference with a TikTok dance is that you can keep practicing it like for however many <laughs> hours before you post it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm also like when I, like, I tried to do a few TikTok dances and like try to keep like your moves to your screen as well. Yeah. Like, it's actually really hard. I was like <laughs> in the garden trying to do it. And then I was like, well, I'm out of shot now. Yeah. So like there is definitely a skill to it to make yourself look good in a mm. small space space so I give it mm. to them a hundred percent but then give them a whole stage it'd be, I was about well, to say, it'd be that's really not interesting to yeah. see what they could do like yeah. Well, yeah, whether they on. stay to like one oh it'd be quite funny it'd be good yeah. comedy stick good comedy sketch <laughs> yeah um so you posted Maria on your Instagram um about hashtag save the arts during the pandemic mm-hmm. and um your distaste for the government's advice on retraining and doing something completely different so I'm guessing that's something that obviously touches a nerve with you if you've dedicated pretty much your whole life to dance and they're just telling you oh can you go and become an accountant or whatever can you explain like how important dance is and performing is to you and how has that been affected by the pandemic because now you're teaching online what you know what's next for the arts do you think I'm hoping that as soon as this pandemic is over, there'll be a real big boost. There'll be a, like a real mm. need for it. Um, like everyone's realized. And I think that the Save the Arts, the reason I posted about Save the Arts is because I think people sometimes need it in your face about what is really struggling. Like out of every industry, the arts hasn't opened. Like mm. really it has, I, I well, maybe a week or two that I've heard that a few theatres might have been open and all that, but everything else has really been able to open. And um, you rely on it 24 seven, like Netflix, music, like Mm. when I'm talking about the arts, I'm talking everything included. Mm. So I'm hoping that it will it will really boost it when people come out, like people are like, right, okay, well, let's go to the theatre now and let's, you know, let's let's go and see things, and I can't then hopefully wait. I can't wait for that. Yeah, to be I know, right? I know. <laughs> I've just heard the announcement that Heather's is opening in the West End, and I I'm like, yes, yes. That is, but I'm. Do you know? Oh, you need to see it. It's, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> and Moulin Rouge as well. Apparently, oh. Beautiful. I haven't seen that live. At, I don't no. even think I've seen it. I don't think I've seen the movie or anything. I'm I'm always going for the sort of. Um, Actually, I sort of mix it up a lot, but I will always go and see Fiddler on the Roof when it's in. It's my favourite musical, so I'll always go and see that wherever it's in town. But, um, yeah, I'm always down to see anything at the theatre. God, I love it. Oh, mm. The last thing I went to go and see was Hamilton. And right, oh I have my questions goodness. about this. I am so dumb, right? Because I... So, you know, on Disney... Do you have Disney Plus? Yes, of course. <laughs> you know how it's on there, right? Yeah. I looked at the trailer, watched the trailer, and I was like, this is not Shakespeare. What have I been thinking that Hamilton is the whole time? I thought that the damn thing was about Hamlet. I was just, I was like, I thought, why is everyone excited about Hamilton? Like, why is everyone suddenly really in the mood for Shakespeare? And I was just like, no, it's not about that. It's, it's it's, yeah, no, not at all. And it's created by uh, Lynn Manuel, isn't it? What, what was, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, 
I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah, he um he wrote the music in Moana. He did the Mary Poppins. Yeah, oh, it's just so clever. I am really, really wanting to see that live now. Like, I yeah, see, I tr- well, I saw it live. My brother became obsessed with it. My little brother, like the, like, really? he just started playing the music. He came across it on Spotify, and then he was like, I, I, I want to go and see it. And literally, just like I think it was a couple of weeks before everything shut down, we went to go. Oh, it's just amazing. You might have to do a bit of like check on the backstory. Well, it yeah, because it's about the founder of or the fa- one of the founding fathers of America, and yeah. so I'm like, oh, now this makes sense. And the only reason that I realised what this was all about is because I follow this uh, model and performer in Australia because they've just opened it up in Australia. They've, nice. they've done Hamilton, so the guy who created it in America, he's yeah opened it up there, and she's performing it. And she did like a IGTV thing. Nice. One of the scenes, I was like, what is this? <laughs> And I was just like, this is Hamilton? Oh my God, okay. So then I was just like, right, Disney Plus, I need to watch this movie. But it's like two, three hours long. I was like, okay, I'm going to wait till I've got a good afternoon to watch uh, Yeah, <laughs> well, also, you just don't quite get the atmosphere with Disney yeah. Plus. Like, yeah. I, I tried to watch it again and I was like, oh, I'm getting a bit agitated. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah but of course I'd, I hadn't seen it like I'd seen it a couple of months before but no I would highly recommend it it's just it's different and I think mm. that's what makes it so popular but yeah knowing a bit of the backstory would help I mean I went in and I hadn't got a clue oh, and, okay. but I but that I like that because I feel like the yeah, theatre yeah. should be able to tell the story to Absolutely. you Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. whereas my mum who came with me she she likes to know the backstory before it and I think that's because she likes to not have to struggle like if she can't understand it she can right, just put yeah. the pieces together and I think both both are fair really like it depends what you want to appreciate but yeah I went in and I was like it's just so clever so clever would you ever want to be in it if you got the chance to oh yeah yeah like the dancing in it is just it's not like a big dancey musical mm. but the dance complements all of the scenes so well like you'd have a bit where they're moving and then they freeze and your focus is then taken to this side of the stage then they move again and then they freeze and the scene has changed like that's that's oh. the other part that i love about theaters or any sort of dance thing is the choreography like you're watching this and you're like god that was brilliant but then you're like that was brilliant but it was genius that that, that was decided like that someone thought to do that to then go to this to do that and it's yeah. <laughs> There's so many choreographers as well that I follow. I'm obsessed with dance. I, I I don't dance other than like to myself or like if we're in a club back in pre-COVID days. I love to dance, but I don't do it professionally. But I absolutely fucking love watching it. I just think it's incredible. Paris Goebel, do you follow her? Or yes. She is just my like absolute like yes like I think as well I, it's a bit of like a personal pride thing in some ways because we're like yes someone from New Zealand yes she's someone <laughs> sort of thing and she's getting all these incredible jobs like the working with J Lo on the um mm-hmm. on the Super Bowl oh my and then the Rihanna Fenty like Volume One and Two I'm just like I'm obsessed with you I just think choreography <laughs> is incredible is that something that you would want to potentially do if you weren't the performer? oh yeah like i i really like choreography like i've done i've dabbled in it a few times like for like little like school shows yeah. and um i've def- i definitely really enjoy it, it takes me a while though like because i i get quite like a bit like a perfectionist on it i'm like no 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 that's wrong and like i, I feel like if i need to go into it i've, I've got to work on that because <laughs> yeah, yeah. um, you're watching it and you're like right this is my baby i need it to be like mm. just so good but no I just love everything to do with like 
anything like that it's another creativity like I was never good at art or something like that and it wasn't until like later on that I was like well I am creative I'm just creative with my body rather than mm. like like art and all of that so it's um yeah I love it <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we've also seen on your Instagram that you have a camper van that you have yes. refurbished and have travelled around the country in. So how did that come about? Oh, do you know what? I was trying to think about how it came about like earlier. And I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure my boyfriend had the idea of a camper van. Did you already um, have the van? No. So he had an idea of like having a camper van and just travelling. And I've ever since I worked in Italy, um, I'd always wanted to travel around a bit because I um, worked in Italy for six months with a theatre company and every day we were moving oh. about. Right. And so it kind of gave me the bug of like just moving On the to road. New places. Yeah. Mm. And then as I was looking it up, I think more and more people were renovating vans and like making mm. camper vans. Mm. And you just end up like in a like on social media, just end up in a hole. And I was like, oh my goodness, I need this. Like, I really need this. Have you seen the ones on TikTok? Like, oh my goodness, I'm, yes. I'm like subscribed to way too many of them. Like, I'm just like, what have they done now? <laughs> so good, like so good. We were looking for a camp van for quite a while, actually. Oh, I can't remember how it came about, but I think literally I've managed to find one because I was still at home in London and um a guy put one up on like auto trader we've been looking for months and um I called the guy and I was like right can I come and see it and um the guy was like yeah, yeah I'm free tomorrow morning dragged my dad down and I then explained to the guy what I wanted to do with it and he goes okay you can have the van like you can have it and I was like really <laughs> he's like yeah you can have it and like he gave us a really good deal on it as well just because Aww. what we wanted to do That's um nice. Oh, it, like, it was like everything kind of fell into place. And then all of a sudden I had this van and I was like, oh my goodness, like this massive a, van. Probably sounds stupid, but do you need a license for a van? Like as in- So it depends car. on what van, like you had to, um, on our licenses, you can drive up to three tons. We had to find a van that was under a certain amount. Um, so yeah, it, you could still get a very big van though. Like. <laughs> trying to park it outside my parents' house. Like, I remember bringing it back, I was like, mom, look what I bought. And she was like, oh my God. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and then we we were converting it and we, had, we were lucky enough to have um, some friends which um, was a carpenter and had converted vans before. So we mm. worked with them quite closely. Oh my on. God, that's so handy. I don't know how <laughs> I would even start if that was I know. <laughs> Um, well do you know what I think um so my boyfriend's a tattoo artist and I think a lot of um a lot of tattoo artists go down the path of like traveling veganism like being self-sustaining like they just there's a lot of people in tattooing that are that that I wouldn't want to say that way inclined but like just mm. have an interest for that and so the people he knew just managed to fit in with what we were doing um so yeah we we had a lot of meetings with the, these guys and them trying to put our van together and we wanted it to be like as self-sustaining as possible obviously if we were going to drive around a van which might not be the best for the environment we wanted to to like give back as well so we've got like solar panels on the top and wow. um, we can i think we can live off grid if we're, like for at least a week that's amazing that you've got all of the the sustainable features on it. So what was the whole process like? As in, was it a quick turnaround getting the van made up or was it a while? Um, It was, 
it was a mixture because um as we went into it happened as we went into lockdown so um yeah it was it was quite a tricky one so like to begin with everything we kind of worked with our friends to like do the van and then obviously when lockdown happened it then came a bit like a bit distance from them because we couldn't see them they lived in um dorset so it was we couldn't physically travel to go and see them we knew what we wanted but also we were very open at the same time Mm -hmm. like we knew we wanted to use like reclaimed wood inside um and we wanted like the rustic features we wanted um like a tap that was like reclaimed metal and we knew what vibe we wanted and they really they understood it as well and like we we just trusted them and said like look you know what you're doing and i'm sure if it goes terribly wrong we'll be like oh maybe not that bit um <sighs> and then it was it the color schemes actually are quite funny so we um we tried to get everything second hand so the cooker that we ordered um came from ebay and when we looked it up it looked black and we thought it was black and then it arrived at um in dorset and the guy goes it's green and i was like oh no oh no i was like oh but i didn't want it green and um and then the guy was like well maybe we could have like a green like teal vibe going through the van and then that was it like the van's now teal and it's it's so beautiful funny how that works it is isn't it i remember being devastated i was like i checked everything i thought it was black but no it's oh yeah i'm i'm so glad with everything and how it turned out um and we always knew that we wanted um the double bed to be um fixed so okay. we had to fit that in because we thought if we were our plan was last year to go and travel around europe um we were gonna just travel anywhere we could and obviously we couldn't do that but yeah mm. so we thought if we were traveling and going for a good couple of months we'd want a sturdy bed <laughs> yeah no that makes yeah. a lot of sense and it's thing yeah right so to give yourself that luxury (laughs) yeah exactly and actually having a full-size bed in there it sounds crazy but we had it we've got it higher up so the amount of storage you've got underneath is incredible and that's that's basically what a camper van is a camper van is clever storage like putting all the stuff you need and then finding clever ways to like put things so we've got like drawers that go underneath our bed there's little cupboards that come up at the side that you can did you did you have to look online a lot for like inspo like were you looking on pinterest or tiktok or like where were you getting your ideas from or was it something that you just figured out as you did it yeah so i was on uh i think instagram and pinterest quite a lot um but a lot of the time actually the guy the guy our friend he was like well we could do this and we could do that and he actually gave us a lot of the ideas um so really it was a bit of that and there was a few youtubers that we um watched um that had some really cool like camper van ideas but we always wanted that rustic look whereas a lot of the camper vans they look quite um they're they're very white um and i knew i'd get that dirty so i was i don't (laughs) i don't want it white i want it to like look clean even though it it's not that sounds a bit gross but like (laughs) do you know what i mean like yeah the little bit of white paint that we've got white on our roof and i managed like within the first couple of days to like pick something up and we've now got green lined on it <laughs> so i was like well i'm glad I how did you manage to do the ceiling oh <laughs> uh, well like and also we worked out as well that when we made the bed 
that I couldn't climb up onto the bed. I was too short. <laughs> so we had to like make climb a stall, like, yeah. And I had to like climb up onto everything. Like the whole process is, yeah, definitely been a massive learning curve. And there's not any given point where I was like, yeah, I was looking at Pinterest for this bit because there was different points. I was like, oh my goodness, like, how am I going to sort this? And there's right. still things now that you're trying to work out with it. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's basically like a little human robot that, you got you got a love and <laughs> oh, so i mean i'm guessing that you guys are still planning to do the europe thing when it's safe to do so and hopefully hopefully and we're still a little unsure just because like with covid we had to make different choices with our with our both of our careers um right. and yeah we've we've now got the van which is which is great and we can go and we have been places we're unsure really go with the flow <laughs> you took it around last year didn't you in the uk sort of during the time where you were able to do that um and and i guess that came as a benefit because you were able to get out and about during yeah. craziness i guess what was one of your favorite places that you got to visit so the first place we went to was the peak district and i think because it was the first place we went to, it was the first like experiencing everything. It would be my favorite. We had amazing weather. We found like the craziest spots to park because, well, technically it's illegal to park and camp in the in the UK. Um, you're not really allowed to just park up on the side of a road and, oh, I see. and camp. So um, it was that kind of learning experience of like, actually camping sites weren't allowed and we had to find clever spots to park that mm. you wouldn't get caught but we weren't doing any harm like th this is the thing yeah. like um and then a, we did a big trip to scotland and in scotland it's um it's legal so you can you can oh. it, it's crazy um mm. and in the scottish highlands oh my god there's just it's camper van city like everyone's getting their camper vans out like going out and you feel like you're like oh hello like part of a little of a community. community yeah <laughs> that's lovely um and yeah i mean scotland's scotland's another planet mm. like you go up to the highlands like i've got family in scotland so i've been up there a few times and i know i've seen scotland it's a beautiful place scottish highlands oh like it some places look like jurassic park like oh, wow. you're up there and it's and it's so vast like so yeah. vast you're driving and there's just nothing just nature and like we were we drove to a, the top of a cliff that sounds really dodgy but like we drove up to the, <laughs> the top of like a hill somewhere and managed to find a parking spot you just sit there and watch the sunset and it just oh, sounds lovely well, it, that must have been so lovely as well during a time that was just awful. Mm, mm. Yeah, <laughs> and you're you know what, it really nature and stuff. It, it brings you back, like it brings you back down to earth. Like you just think, mm. like, okay, so what do I, what do I want from my life? Like it's a really deep thing to say, but like you do, you start thinking, you're like, oh, do I like I could just do this forever? I really could, <laughs> and like it, it really made you like made me appreciate like one what england's got to offer like it really has a lot to offer and two just the little things like don't get me wrong i love a good beach holiday with an expensive hotel and all that but just sitting with a cup of tea watching the sunset in my camper van the was, simple things yeah. Yeah. yeah also like just like getting my cooker out cooking my curry like it was <laughs> <laughs> so cute it is i just think it's such a like you said, it's a lovely way for everyone to sort of reconnect to the country that they're in. Because, I mean, a lot of countries are doing this, I think. A lot of people have recognised the benefit of being able to be mobile and have all their living stuff with them. 
mm. it's a great way to save money in my opinion like instead yeah. like instead of going to the really expensive hotels as nice as a bit of luxury is every now and then it you know what great way to just sort of what exactly and it teaches like it teaches you things that like an expensive holiday won't teach you like you're going on an expensive holiday you like go and you're like oh i can buy this i can buy that whereas like if you're just in nature it's i can't even tell you what lesson it's teaching you because it's just back to basics Mm -hmm. like it, it really is back to basics and if if it was legal in england it'd be obviously so much better so much better but like the thing is there's there's reasons why it isn't yeah. legal in england like yeah. we don't have as much space as scotland's does like in the highlands there's just nothing and mm. that's why you can do it and people respect it and like they do clear up their rubbish whereas mm. england there isn't as much space and so respect yeah <laughs> i was kind of you know <laughs> nope say how it is <laughs> yeah unfortunately like and do you know what? it gets me really angry now really angry yeah. like i i go out and i'm like how dare they how dare... <laughs> like we we drove to i think we were at a lighthouse somewhere someone had left a frying pan on the floor and i got mm. into the i was i was like how dare they I picked up the frying pan and put it in the van and i was like huffing and puffing <laughs> he was like okay calm down calm down we just got a free frying pan <laughs> so you said that your boyfriend's quite sustainable and that's sort of his way of life and have you adopted that now since you've been together um do you know what I was very lucky my parents were I've always been quite sustainable like my my dad was always doing gardening we always grew vegetables I was very lucky in that respect like and then at a young age we bought um chickens and got chickens in our back garden and I feel like my boyfriend had different different sustainable things and I had different and now we've come together we've been able to like complement each other um which has been really nice so yeah it's just just come a way of life I, I don't really feel like I became sustainable it's just like you 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 do it what sort of sustainable things then do you feel that you practice that maybe isn't so common to everyone else or something that people are still sort of learning do you think oh that's a tricky question like for example for for myself I mean I consider myself to be pretty sustainable but there are plenty of avenues that I don't um Mm. do but you know from simple things like reusable straws to recycle oh yeah do I use um makeup makeup pads pads. yeah like I do all of that I've started um only buying from like Depop and Vinted like I'm not oh cool yeah yeah, I've I started researching into fast fashion and I was like Mm. well I'm not going I'm not doing that again so I'm really trying trying my best um to not just splash all my money on Depop and Vinted but like (laughs) you need to use it for your camper van yeah exactly (laughs) but also like right I really like growing my vegetables. I've got like Aww. around me at the moment, it's all hidden away, but there's like tomatoes and lettuces. and um, But also like just using, like it's, it's simple things, like using up food. Like if you're not gonna mm. use it, like you can freeze it. Like, and it was yeah. something so simple that my mum used to like, used to do. And I didn't realize it was not like the abnormal thing, but like no, people, I, I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. my mum and dad were very like waste not want not. And so like they'd make soup and like freeze it. And like if yeah. they weren't using their vegetables, then like the ends of like the other day, what was it? The ends of broccoli. So my mum used to cut up and like all the ends of broccoli she'd put in a bag and put it in the freezer. And then when she wants to make soup, all of the stalks of the broccoli she'd put in the soup. 
That's and I was genius. like, "Isn't it?" And I, you, you, you would throw them away, wouldn't you? Well, you would, yeah, not throw them, them away, but no, but, I, but, but like I you know, the big yeah. stalk, like yeah, the big yeah, stalk, yeah. you might chop off. You might put it in like the the um. Yeah, like it goes waste. in my re- yeah 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 yeah. yeah. But she freezes it and puts it in the soup, and like it wasn't until the other day that um, my mind. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I was on Facetime to her, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, my mum's a genius. My mum's an actual genius." Yeah. But it's like little things like that, and right. Well, ever since because I'm I now live with my boyfriend, and ever since I now don't have chickens here. I'm like, oh, I don't really want to throw away food because what we would do is we'd give any food waste oh, to, to the, the chickens, right. and like you, you realize how much stuff you're throwing away. You're like, oh my goodness, like I don't know where to put it because I can't give it to my chickens, and I can't. Like you obviously put it in your food waste, and I'm like, oh, but I could find a chicken and give it. To <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys um, vegetarian or vegans or anything? Then are you? Yeah, I, I'm a vegetarian. I've been a vegetarian for eight years. Yeah, I thought um, you'd been one sort of. Yeah, and I'm dabbling in veganism at the moment. I um just trying it out. Um, I don't particularly. I'm not a big, like a big Animal dairy person. Yeah, yeah, but like my my problem my problem has always been my cup of tea, and I finally found the perfect milk. vegan milk for tea. <laughs> and it's I think it's called like my cuppa as well. I literally found it the other day. So um, yeah, my my journey on veganism is going quite well at the moment. Does it um, help as well towards your dance? Do you think like with um, the diet sort of and the sustainable lifestyle, a lot of people sort of a lot of athletes anyway, they adopt mm. the vegan lifestyle plant based lifestyle to help with their fitness do you find that helpful at all or i mean i suppose if it's been in your life for nearly a decade maybe you don't notice the difference so much yeah i don't know because like it's it's a tricky one because whenever i was in um like college like eating wasn't really spoken about like you like you were just told you needed to look good like you weren't really given a lot of help on stuff and it's it's only like the last few years especially since my sister's done like nutrition course and like um like pt work that i've learned the stuff you need right. um like people always used to say to me when i was veggie like oh but you'll, you'll need protein and all that but you don't necessarily don't get me wrong like it's so easy just to eat a piece of chicken to get protein like you have to work a little bit harder if you want to like get protein as a vegetarian but it's when you've been doing it for years like you said it just is natural yeah and i think um, especially with the boom and late, lately of um plant-based living there's so many more products now out there for oh, so when i stopped when i was a veggie to begin with there really wasn't that much and now yeah. i go into the supermarket i'm like oh, what do i want today like, yeah there's so many <laughs> it's great that's crazy that they didn't speak about diet because you're mm. you're essentially you're being athletic you're using up so much energy surely that should be something spoken about like yeah. what you're putting into your body for energy it's mad um, I, we probably might have had a nutrition court like class like the beginning of the year and like they would tell you the stuff that you kind of were taught at school right like, it wasn't the stuff that was like helpful like I, I can't remember it that's like how unhelpful it was mm. really and like mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest <laughs> if I was like if I was retraining again I would definitely hope that I would eat better right um right, okay just to go a little bit off track and um sort of go back to something to do with yourself and your boyfriend you actually have a, a clothing brand 
yeah uh, called produce could you please tell our listeners a bit about it how that started and what it, what it's about yeah so um basically my boyfriend um has always been very artistic like he's a tattoo artist um and he wanted to do t-shirts because he realized that not everyone wants a tattoo um but people like his artwork right. and like wow. especially like the flowers that he like draws and the art that he creates like people people like it um and permanently on their body yeah exactly <laughs> and also, that's a really clever sort of thing to do i think as a tattoo artist well yeah and also like there's i i didn't realize this when i first started going out with him like tattoo is an art like people get like words and stuff like that and that's great like people will want that but like if you go to a tattoo artist and you're like right i want you to create me something like they're artists at the end of the day, they'll create you something phenomenal, but like they might need your whole back and sitting for all those hours <laughs> is not something you will want to do. Um, so he, like he had been talking about doing t-shirts and doing clothing for ages. Um, and then I really got into, like I wanted tie dye stuff. And so we were like, oh, well I'll do the art and then we can tie dye the t-shirts. And mm. yeah, so that was, that was how the first line, yeah, the first fashion line started. And then from there, it's just kind of, just, just keeps going really. Um, we're in the process at the moment, like thinking up what, what's the next line, like what we want from it. It's been a really cool process. Like it's not something that I ever thought I would do. Um, so I've, I've been really lucky to kind of go along with it and like, oh my gosh, the fashion world's a crazy world. <laughs> so on, on your, um, on the page or on, on, is it the website? It says that you're yeah. ethical, ethical and recyclable. What things are you doing to, to implement that? So like, we're trying to go to local printing businesses. We try and get, um, the products sourced as locally as we can. And, um, we're also planting trees as much as possible. Um, so there's a couple of websites that, um, in a couple of countries actually that we are like donating to. So every purchase that comes to us, we're donating money and planting oh. as many trees as possible. Cause there is going to be times where you don't realize you're not being sustainable. Right. Like, like, do you know, like, it's a crazy thing to admit, like, and we are trying to be as sustainable as possible, but we're mm -hmm. like, well, what more can we do? So mm -hmm. that's when the tree idea came up and we were like, well, the more we're bringing light that we're planting trees, the more, like, the message is being spoken, isn't it? And mm -hmm. more Definitely. people start talking about it. Oh, I love that. I think it's great that you're doing that. Because I think exactly like you said, we can try and be as sustainable as possible you know as much as we can but at the end of the day there's certain things we can't avoid and that does contribute towards a lot of the climate change and problems and issues that we're facing so I think making conscious decisions and efforts like you are I think it all goes towards the greater good doesn't it so I think it's yeah it's and I think that. it's great to be honest about it as well yeah. like you can try and be a sustainable and sometimes you're not but at least you're trying and I think that's mm -hmm. like that's a big thing that everyone needs to like, cause some people are like, yeah, but I can't, I, I need stuff off Amazon and, and stuff like that. T that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. But then what else can you do? Like, I'm not saying like cut it all out. Like, mm. don't get me wrong. Like there's stuff that I've ordered off Amazon, but there's also other things that I'm trying my best to then do to make up for that and I think mm -hmm. that's what people need to take away at this moment in time. I think that one of the, 
quotes and and I know Jess favors this quote as well that I've shared quite a few times with people is the notion of having more imperfect environmentalists rather than mm. perfect ones because yeah. everyone was being an imperfect environmentalist meaning they were trying to do something not mm. doing everything perfectly just trying to make the effort it would make such a massive difference because it unfortunately there are people out there who don't give a shit for a start mm -hmm. or they just they, they don't know they don't know some mm. of the things that they're doing that are harmful um or, or they can't be they can't be helped I think one of the things that I always feel guilty for and I mean not so much during the pandemic or not at all during the pandemic is travel um yeah. travel is my most harmful thing because there's a there's a thing actually I'll, I'll put it in the description for people if they want to do it on um WWF uh World Wildlife Foundation not wrestling for anyone who's getting that confused. <laughs> um, <laughs> um they have like a calculator to work out your carbon footprint oh, effect on, on yeah and it's it's really not fun because well it is and it isn't if I was to retake it now I think I'd probably feel a little bit better about myself but I took it at a time where I was having to okay so basically you click on it and they ask you a set of questions like you know how do you get to work and all these sorts of things have you visited these countries in the last place you know how many types of flights did you have to do flights were my biggest factor so that instantly puts you in red if I didn't have those I probably would have been in like green <laughs> like yeah. in the green zone put me straight to red put me straight to red because of how you know harmful it is and I remember when I looked at that I just felt so much guilt but then there's also a moment where I'm like but I am doing my part. Like I am doing yeah, similar like, things. You're not going to be able to stop planes in the sky. No, and I, I would think love that's too, but at the same time, yeah, like, I know. I and I think it's a, it's a crazy thing to say, but it's also such a relevant thing to say. Like, yes, there are certain things that are out of our control, but there is also a lot of things that are in our control. Mm. Like, like littering. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. it's it's a really tiny Throwing thing. Throwing your pans out. Yeah, pans <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> that's not biodegradable okay <laughs> <laughs> well it's true it's it's when you know better you do better so I think it's Absolutely. just like making that conscious effort to even just tune in to consciously what you're doing around you and thinking what small things can I change mm. does make such a difference and I think a lot of people don't realize as well you could be saving yourself a lot of money as well like yes. you could have a lot of personal <laughs> like, benefits what? like I, if you want to be selfish about it like think yeah. of it that way yeah <laughs> I thought this about makeup wipes right like I was like I've been spending so much money on makeup wipes. One, they're not very good for my skin, right? And mm. two, I've now got these ones which I just wash and use over and over again. Like I'm mm. saving so much money. Mm. Please, everyone do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm loving all this and I, I wish we could keep going. I'm sure we'd love to have you back on if you if you would. But uh, <laughs> yeah. sort of round up so we don't take up all your time and all of our listeners' time. But um, do you have any sort of sort of goals as such or plans for the dance with the van life with um with produce like what what's sort of to come for you well at the moment i'm taking well i'm studying my dde dance teaching oh. so i decided over covid that i wanted to get something out of it basically um so i've been studying to um become like a qualified dance teacher so i can submit kids to exams oh, wow. um so if i wanted to obviously set up my own dance school my own classes if they wanted to take an exam in this particular um this particular <laughs> organization then they can um so I, i'm doing that hoping that maybe in the future i can set up my own classes mm. like maybe my own school like just to just to see what happens really mm. um 
I would love to get away in the van. Absolutely love to. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, it just depends on what happens. Yeah. Produce well. We're trying to come up with a new line at the moment, um, and we're toying between um, like creating a story like through our lines, and like there's a lot of things that we're like kind of gravitating towards. But everything's up in the air at the moment, and yeah. it's mm. it's it's really hard to plan. And I'm kind of just yeah. taking each step as I can and also like just doing too many things all at once (laughs) like if you like you know when you're creating something and we wanted to make like a whole line and I was like wow okay we can afford that but we've then got nothing after it like and it's like knowing when to do things and obviously if people aren't working then people don't have money so it's it's just taking our time really oh well we're wishing you all the best and all the luck and everything I, I I really hope that um the the dance everything with the dance thrives i'm excited to see your journeys with van life and hopefully we get to see more clothing line dropping soon so yay um (laughs) so we like to dedicate every episode to a small charity an organization or a small business and of course we want to shout out to produce so can you please tell our listeners how they can get involved or how they can support yeah so um i mean we've got an instagram page it's just simply at produce um it'd be lovely if you could follow us um if you want to check out our website it's www.produce.co.uk um and you can see all of um all of our stuff on the website we've got all of our lines up there we've also got a bit of a community page as well we're trying to we really want to build a community with um with produce like if there's any artists that wanted to like collaborate with clothing Mm. or stuff like that yeah we want it to be like a hub of artists coming together to create like clothing or anything really so yeah if they want to check out the website please definitely go and check them out please go and follow and just to sort of end everything um we like to ask our guests what would make up your circle what makes up your circle oh 100% my my family like my boyfriend um (laughs) um my friends um I, I, do you know what I think I, this is going to sound really sad my plants as well like that is not sad at all <laughs> I absolutely adore them at the moment I go up every morning I'm like hello little plants yeah oh do you they talk are, to them yes and <laughs> sing to them as well oh <laughs> I love that yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, thank you so much for joining us in our circle today. We loved having you. And um, yeah, please, 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 everyone go and check out Maria's um, Instagram and check out all of the things that she's mentioned today. Make sure to support the arts. We know how Mm. important that is. Um, And please make sure to like and subscribe. Make sure to stream on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we'll see you for our next episode. Bye. Bye.